If you listen to episode 27, How Animal Communication Works, it talks mostly about how animal communication works in our house with our pets and domestic animals. Now, it's the same principles for wildlife, but wild animals are different. They don't have the same kind of references that our dogs and cats do. They don't know what dinner is. They don't know what a car ride is. They don't go to their bed at bedtime. So all animals communicate in the same ways, but they have different reference points to what they know as far as what humans know and don't know. Hello and welcome to the Connectedness Podcast. Just as you might have guessed, I talk about connection and connectedness on this podcast, our connection with everything in the world around us. Whether you see it or not, we're all connected, and it doesn't matter if it's our dog, our cat, our god, our body, and I'll also talk about some more abstract connections like our career or our land, our community, our emotions, your body. Life is all about connection, so the sooner we recognize that, the sooner we can have an easier, more meaningful life. I will talk about these connections through different lenses, things like synchronicities and coincidences or just everyday little bits of magic and miracles that we we usually dismiss. It's really important that we pay attention to all of this so we can live an easier, more meaningful life. So welcome to the show. I'm your host, Karen Cleveland. Hey, welcome back. I am continuing my animal connection and communication series this week. I do a lot of wildlife trips right now, mainly safaris, but also locally into the local woods and forests where there's plenty of wildlife like Yellowstone and just here in Washington as well. And our experience with the animals we do have a little bit of control over. So as I take people on these experiences, and there's going to be a lot coming up, I am going in the next just few years alone. I'll be going to Kenya at least two or three times on safari. I'll be going on to South Africa on safari. I'll be going to Costa Rica on a beautiful jungle and animal adventure. And I'll be taking people. And when I take people on these safaris and all these wildlife adventures, I am, I have learned, I haven't done it in the past, but I have learned it's important to help them connect with the animals in a different way. I wanted to let you know, because not everyone is coming on a trip with me and you might be going camping. You might be going to Yellowstone. You might be going to India. You might be going to all these places, Australia, where all these animals are. And you want to have a different kind of experience. And by the way, some of the things that I talk about today, I have a list available on my podcast website, which is revkarenpodcast.com. So R-E-V-K-A-R-E-N podcast.com. And you can pick up, you know, the list there of what I talk about today. If you listen to episode 27, How Animal Communication Works, it talks mostly about how animal communication works in our house with our pets and domestic animals. Now, it's the same principles for wildlife, but wild animals are different. They don't have the same kind of references that our dogs and cats do. They don't know what dinner is. They don't know what a car ride is. They don't go to their bed at bedtime. So all animals communicate 
in the same ways, but they have different reference points to what they know as far as what humans know and don't know. So we need to get back to our very basic capability in order to communicate with them, in order to interact with them in a good way. So the first thing that you want to do, and again, it doesn't matter. It can be the squirrels in your backyard. It can be the raccoons. It can be any wildlife anywhere. But when you make a trip specifically to see animals and to interact with animals, you want to make sure you have a good experience. It could be the dolphins in the ocean, the whales. Anyway, all these trips that I love doing. So first, in the morning or before you set out, wherever you are, you need to set your intention. If you don't have an intention set for the day, random things can come up. But if you know how you want your day to go, while still being open to possibility, which I'll talk about in a minute. So here's how you do that in the morning or in the car, wherever. Get quiet, you know, get quiet and really begin to center yourself, which means to focus on your breathing and your heart. Center yourself and feel yourself in the present moment. And just think about when you go to bed tonight, what do you want to be grateful for? What do you want to have experience? If you're on safari, do you want to have experience a moment with the elephants, with a lion? Do you want to see a leopard? What is your intention for the day? Is it to have fun? Is your intention to experience something new and enjoyable? Is it to meet new people? What is your intention for the day? So know that before you even head out. What am I going to say I'm grateful for tonight before I go to bed? And just see a picture of it in your head. So if you want to see a leopard, for example, just imagine it in your head for a moment. Close your eyes and see a leopard in your head as if you're seeing it right in front of you in the tree or wherever it is right in front of you. So that's one step. And as I mentioned, you also then need to be open to divine operation. The possibilities of how something's going to happen are in the millions. We can't possibly know how everything can happen. So you need to be open in the ways to the ways that they happen. And this is true of all of our life, not just wildlife, but, but especially in our wildlife. If we don't get over trying to control all the little things in life, we will never experience magic or wonder or amazement. So be curious, try a different route, take a different turn, you know, go through a door you haven't been through before, go a different route somewhere. So just be open. That's all I'm saying is to be open and to expect magic. Don't try to control how anything is going to happen. Just allow it to happen. Now, when you're actually in the area of the animals, so at the, for example, at the beginning, at the park gate of the national park, or if you're sitting out on your deck with your backyard wildlife, or if you're in your tent in the middle of the park, whatever it is, ask for an invitation. This is not our land. 
it's the land, you know, it's the cumulative land of all the animals, all the native species of plants and animals, and we're guests. So you are a guest on their land and just ask for the invitation. Maybe say, thank you for allowing me here. I ask that I enter with your blessing. Something to that effect. I am here to learn and to listen to you. I am here, you know, just to come out of curiosity. I ask for your blessing. So ask for an invitation of some kind and be respectful when you're on their land. Then one of the very most important things is you need to keep your energy in check, your personal energy. It's really easy to get super excited and our energy just expands and goes outside of us. And it's just crazy energy. And the animals are like, what is that? Okay. What is that crazy energy? It reminds me of when people are super excited to, when they finally get home and they want to see their cats or their dogs or something. Dogs are usually really good with big energy, but cats don't like big energy. And when someone is so excited and comes running at them, they run no matter how much they love the person. And the same is going to be true with the wildlife. If you come out with really loud, obnoxious energy, they're not going to know what it is. And if it's a prey animal, so if it's, you know, a zebra, a giraffe, an antelope of some kind, they might think it's a predator and they're going to run. And if it's a predator, you know, one of the big cats or a cougar or something, wherever you are, they might see it as a threat. So they might want to investigate and attack it. So you need to be aware of your own energy throughout the day. It's okay to laugh. It's okay to have fun. But keep a check on where's my energy? Is it, is it overbearing? Again, fun is good. Fun is okay, but not obnoxiously. And it's also okay if you're not sure where your energy is at the moment. It's okay to just take a moment and say, okay, what feels good to me? What do I really love? And just think of something you really love because that will take your energy back to an energy of love instead of an energy of chaos or an energy of, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just here. Okay, so check with your energy and always bring it back to love if you have to. So be quiet. Imagine your heart space. That's another good thing to do before you actually enter a park is focus on your heart space and feel it, feel it warm, feel it opening, feel it just wanting to center with the animals and the land and, you know, all of nature, the flora and the fauna, everything. So just kind of breathe it in and feel Really allow yourself to remember something you love so you can feel that love. And that's what you're putting out there. Animals respond much better to love than they do to chaos, as do people. We all do. So try to remember that as you're with the animals. And then when, because it's going to happen, you're going to have an experience with an animal that is out of the world. It's magical. It's meaningful. 
if you're spending a few days with the animals, there's going to be moments. There's absolutely going to be moments that take your breath away. So remember to part in gratitude. And it can just be, you know, thank you for spending this time with me. It can be, thank you for what you do on this earth. Thank you for your presence. Anything, just be grateful. And as either you leave or the animal leaves, just tell them thank you. That's all you need to do. So those are five ways. And let me just tell you again what they are. So set your intention. Remember to be open to divine possibility and how things are going to happen. Ask for an invitation into the park, into the area with the animals. Check your energy, you know, constantly, especially in the early when you first start and part in gratitude. And then the other thing, there's two other things I want to mention right now is you can ask the animals for information. So when you're having a moment with an animal, so when you're keeping your energy in check, when you're putting love out there, it's okay. They don't have to answer you if they don't have anything for you. But ask them, do you have anything you want to share with me? Ask them, should I leave my job? Ask them, you know, if you're having anything going on in your life, or you just want to know what they have to say, ask them. In that moment of connection, it's okay to ask. And be aware that their answers might not come to you in words. So be open when you ask the question, what do you feel? What do you hear? What do you see? Or, you know, what is different the moment you asked it from the moment before you asked it. So pay attention to that if you do ask for some kind of wisdom. And then one more thing to tell you is invite the animals to come and interact with you. So you set an intention in the morning. I want to see a leopard, for example. So when you're there, when you're interacting with the other leopards, just let them know, I'd love to have you come visit. I'd love to see you play. I'd love to see you work. Come visit. I'd love to just witness you, to connect with you. So while you're out in the plains or in the woods or wherever you are, put the invitation out. I'm here in peace and love. Come interact with me. Now, like I mentioned, you can pick up a list of these on RevKarenPodcast.com, Five Ways to five ways to have a meaningful interaction with wildlife, something like that. And also look for my upcoming trips because I will be doing a lot of wildlife trips coming up and I'm really excited about it. If you love wildlife, safari, India, Australia, Costa Rica, South Africa, I'd love to have you join me. So definitely be on the lookout for that and get onto my mailing list or sign up for one of my free lists and you'll definitely get notified when I have something coming up. So I hope to connect with you later. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to head over to RevKarenPodcast.com. That's R-E-V-K-A-R-E-N podcast.com. 
There you're going to find the tools for finding more meaning and happiness in your own life. Plus, if you have a story that you want to share with me, either on or off the air, be sure to look for that form. Make sure you follow me so you get notified when new episodes drop. And also, I'd love to connect with you in my Facebook group, Connectedness with Rev Karen. So head over to RevKarenPodcast.com. I hope to see you there.